Hi everyone, my name is Sophia. And I'm Prerak. And this is Red, White, and Brown, a podcast where we talk about the joys and struggles of being Desi immigrants. So today's episode, Sophia, is actually one of the struggles of being Desi American. And it's an interesting topic. And that topic is why can't Desis just learn to take it slow? <laughs> what do you mean by that? So, well, basically, there's this notion that most Desi individuals are always trying to move on to the next thing. So specifically, they're imposing this hard and fast lifestyle, uh, not only on themselves, but also on their kids. So, for example, I don't know about you, when I was applying to medical school and I wanted to take a year off, I got a bit of pushback from my parents, despite knowing that my parents are probably like one of the most chill Daisy parents I've ever had. So even getting that pushback. <laughs> one of the most chill Daisy parents you've ever had? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Anecdotally, I know my parents are like just known to be the chill Daisy parents. Yeah, compared right? to other parents. Compared to others, yeah. But out of all the parents, they're also quite chill out of all the ones I've had. Um, so in that regard, I was like, hmm, interesting. And then as I started medical school and I met more Daisies and we've heard from more Daisies, We've gotten this comment back that like most Daisy parents are consistently in this like go, go, go mentality. Like no like taking time off, keep going, you can move on to the next thing, just no stopping sort of thing. Um, does that make a bit more sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely think I've experienced a little bit of that mentality myself. I mean, I do think you and I are in a privileged position because we're doing the very thing that many Daisy parents would want their kids to do, which is become doctors. And we're lucky enough to, you know, have made it this far. Um, and it's like, we felt the pressure to go, 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 but like, we are going, you know, <laughs> like we're, we're doing it. Like That's we're, a good point. we're succumbing to that pressure, if that yeah. makes sense. Um, so it's a challenging question. And there's a part of me that's wondering if it's like, is this universal to Daisy's everywhere? Or is it more of a thing here in the US? I, I think I, I kind of have a sense of what I think the answer is, but what do you think? So personally, we can only speak on experiences. So I think that on our behalf, we can say for a fact that it's probably a part of the Desi American experience. But I think I also take inspiration from Bollywood. And I can't tell you the number of movies I've seen where like I've also seen that go, go, go mentality. And that Bollywood movies are mostly watched by people back in the homeland, right? Mm -hmm. And so that makes me think that this mentality is not just Desi Americans and may also be a part of like Desis everywhere. Right. So in fact, there's actually a great scene from the movie Gully Boy that shows exactly what I'm talking about. The, the family is in the car and the dad is like talking to his daughter. Uh, and so let's just play the clip. And I think you'll get an idea of exactly what I mean. This is Harvard, Nikki. Do you even know how tough it is to get in? It is my decision. I don't want to study right now. I want to work. We don't have to discuss this tonight. Please. What kind of a job are you going to get without a proper qualification? I'm a graduate. That is a proper qualification. Tum. Ji, sir. Where are you Sir, my last year is graduation. Ka. Did you hear that? Everyone is a graduate today. And you want to be on the same level as he is. Yeah. So the Hindi part is him talking to his driver mm -hmm. um, and kind of showing the daughter that like, look, like even this guy who's like a driver, um, you know, has a has a college education. So like, that's not enough. That's not good enough. And I think um, the daughter wants to like take a bit of time to figure life out. Yeah, before probably going for some, like, graduate program mm -hmm. that he was mentioning. But, yeah, it really sums up the idea 
um, perfectly, I think, of this mentality. And, and I do think that this type of thinking is present in the subcontinent for sure. I mean, I think that the unique issues in the subcontinent, like rampant overpopulation, definitely lead to even more of this feeling of like a rat race, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. um, where you're just like working so, so hard just to improve your family's situation by just a little bit. That's a great point. I didn't think about the population as being a big factor, but of course that leads to competition, which leads to no breaks off, right? Mm -hmm. So now that we have an idea of what this like unwillingness to slow down concept is, Where do you think, you already mentioned, like population could be one, but why do you think this mentality exists? And maybe to start, we can focus initially on Daisies within the United States, since that's where like kind of our experience is coming from. So yeah, I think the only really idea that I can think of um, for why Daisies in the US have this urgency is like the pressure to achieve in order to get a payoff from the massive risk and investment that the immigrant generation had to take, like it's like the sooner that we graduate from med school and start making money and getting established in our careers, it's like the sooner it feels like, okay, we made it. Like, you know, immigrating was worth it. It paid off. (laughs) Um, And I think for that reason, there isn't as much time to spend on things that don't like matter, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a Hassan Minaj scene that kind of explains this perfectly because like he spent quite a bit of time interviewing Desi American teens and like talked about what it was like being a Daisy American in 2019. So here, let me play that now. What's one thing that you love to do that your parents just don't understand? Dancing. Like when you start flossing, what does your mom think you're doing? She just understands Bollywood dancing, to be honest. So, you know, I love this scene because even though it's intended to be more funny, uh, you can see like when Hassan asks, like, what is one thing you love to do that your parents don't understand? Uh, And the person says like dancing. Uh, there's like a very like audible like understanding of everyone like why that's the case right because it's like what why are you dancing like just how is this adding anything to your life you know Mm -hmm. you want to be going 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 not like dancing 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 so that like aspect adds a bit of ambiguity and i think this aspect of ambiguity is what like daisies are uncomfortable with right like when you dance like what's the point so to speak Mm -hmm. Uh, and so that is like something that like people don't like and this is a basic business principle ambiguity which means like when you're doing something with no tangible outcome means that there's risk involved right and because there there's risk involved individuals usually don't like risk and so they will much rather you do something that has lower risk so when you say you want to like slow down or you want to explore or maybe you want to dance there's a little bit more risk there because no one really knows like what's the outcome of this where is this going to lead whereas for example hey i'm going to go to university for 4 years i'm going to graduate and then i'm going to like do something else there's a tangible outline there and there's a tangible outcome and there's less risk um, and so that's kind of why I think, um, you know, Daisy's uh, embrace this like lack of ambiguity. Yeah, I mean, I, de- I can definitely imagine like some auntie being like, oh, you like dancing? Like, what's the point of that? Are you going to become a professional dancer? Like, or do you even have like an academic plan? <laughs> like, I can definitely see that. Um, do you have any other reasons you think Daisy Americans might not be as committed to like you know, taking time to figure life out and like taking gap years and things like that. Yes. And it's actually the title of one of our previous episodes. And it's this like Lokyakahenge story, right? Mm. So when you take time off, there's no way to describe it. Like, what do you say, right? Like if you're in university, at least I can say my kid is like studying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But if he's taking time off and everyone's like, hey, what's prereq doing? My dad's like, 
I don't know. And that just sounds kind of shitty, right? Like it kind of makes me sound like a hobo. <laughs> like, um, and so like, if you're figuring things out, it almost sounds like you're not doing anything. And in our community, unfortunately, because of like the Lokyakahenge trilogy is what I'm calling it. It's become this like, oh shit, like what are people going to think if I tell them my son isn't like doing anything and that he's figuring stuff out? It just, it looks bad, you know? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. I understand that. I mean, Maybe that's why I've just like always been in school because it just feels like this solid, stable path that just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, have you experienced like this idea of like being in a rush or feeling pressured to like get to the next step? Yes, but I will caveat this by saying I think my experience is way milder than I think what most theses experience. So I got a bit of pushback when I opted to take a gap year between undergrad and medical school. But it was just funny because I was like, there's there's nothing I can do here. Like I can't – if I wanted to apply last year, I'm already behind and, I, and I've already missed all the deadlines. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there was nothing – no way out of that. The second time this happened was when I was applying for my MBA. So MBA requires you to take an extra year on top of the four years of medical school. And my dad was like, why are you doing this? You know, it, I don't really see how it's going to add any value. It's just going to take an extra year. Like it's going to stop you from being a doctor. And again, he's coming from a very good place. I love my dad. And I think all his points are 20 times smarter than points I would ever make. But it just, he had a tougher time understanding why I wanted to do it, even though I knew that I thought it would be very valuable for my life. Um, but I think he eventually came around to it as I think he always does. Um, what, what about you? Have you ever felt this way, Sophia? Yeah, I think so. I mean, so when I was applying to med school, I was thinking that I wasn't competitive enough. And I was thinking of taking a gap year um, in order to do like some sort of research or job or something um, and like strengthen my application. But my parents were like, no, you're fine. Just apply now. Like, you're good enough. Um, They were very resistant to me taking a gap year. And I think in that case, they were right because like things did work out for me. Like, yeah, my application probably would have been a little bit stronger if like I had done something else um for a year Mm -hmm. it it definitely would have been stronger that is true Mm -hmm. but it turns out that i was still a competitive enough applicant and like ended up at yale with smart people like you um so that's a high praise considering i don't even know what i'm talking about half the time no no it, (laughs) it, it worked out but same thing in med school like i did end up taking a research year and Um, In this case, I think I was right because I definitely don't think I would have gotten quite as many residency interviews without the research experience that I had from Mm -hmm. the research year. Like my parents, again, were just like, no, like you'll be fine. But I actually think they were wrong in this case Mm -hmm. just because um, I think, yeah, like COVID. And I think the research year helped a lot. Um, But COVID kind of forced me to take the research year. Like I almost didn't have a choice because like my licensing exams like my step would just it got canceled like so many times Mm -hmm. um that ultimately like i didn't have a choice Mm -hmm. um but i do think that there is a little bit of this sense of like they're not really sure how to explain it um and like people in medicine know that a research year is a good thing or dual degree is a good thing it's pretty common actually but outside of medicine like people kind of don't get it they're like wait what like is med school four years is it five years like what's going on um so yeah i totally agree with you And I think the broader theme for both of these things is like risk, right? It's just risk. When you take an extra year, you're now one year away from graduating, one Mm -hmm. further year. It's like, well, now you're just pushing the finish line back, which increases the probability you don't finish, right? (laughs) Just statistically speaking. Statistically, Uh, yeah. (laughs) Not that like that, it's not that low of a chance, but all that to say, it like kind of is the way that people are thinking Mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. So let's now zoom out a bit, Sophia. 
Why do you think this mentality exists? We know it kind of exists here in America, but why do you think it likely exists in the subcontinent, if at all? And how do you think it would be different from the mentality that exists in the West? I mean, I kind of just alluded to it before with, I think there are different challenges in the subcontinent. I think overpopulation is like a big issue and I think it's going to continue to be like an issue going forward. Um, And I do think, yeah, that leads to more competition, more of this feeling like, you know, you have to work so hard just to get even a little bit of any sort of outcome, you know, like to improve your family's position. So I, I do think it probably is different. I also think that in the subcontinent, there is even more of like this pressure on women and like women experience this rush to get married mm-hmm. more so than like for career stuff. Um, not that that doesn't happen in the West. It does, but I just think it's more extreme back in the subcontinent. I think, you know, there have been a lot of movies and songs about this. Like the idea that like, as your daughter or sister is getting older, there's this urgency to like find Rishtas and marry her off. And it's so, so common. Mm-hmm. Like, Every movie has, like, a reference to this. You know, you think of, like, Hera Fairy, which is this classic movie where, like, Sunil Shetty's character is in that position of, like, needing to save up money for his sister's wedding, right? Yeah. Same, three in, same thing in, like, Three Idiots, where Raju, one of Amir Khan's friends, has this pressure to, like, succeed in his career so he can save up money for his family and so that his sister can get married. Yep. Like, I feel like these are the two examples that I just thought of, but, like, it is so common. I feel like almost like 50% of movies have some reference to like someone is saving up for their daughter's wedding or their sister's wedding. Um, And all of these things really send a message that women have sort of an expiration date and there's this urgency in society to like get them married off. Yeah, absolutely. And you can find scenes like this in almost any movie. And the fact about like the gender disparities is a whole other issue for a whole other episode. But you are right that there are uh, differences in expectations among the sexes. And that leads to different trajectories for both of them. There is still this go, go, go mentality, but in a very different way for a male versus a female, which is a very important nuance. Um, So I think I think this is a broader theme we touch on every now and then. But anytime we talk about a broad thing present in Desi culture, we also acknowledge that there are like many nuances within those themes that sometimes we hit on and sometimes we can't. But this is just one of those aspects of nuances within this go-go-go mentality where you have different expectations for males and females. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know that like most of what we talked about so far is kind of like a critique and we're just talking about reasons why things are the way they are. Um, But maybe we can also kind of focus on like ways to combat this mentality and like be more okay with ambiguity, Um, especially in situations where ambiguity is a little bit, you know, less of an issue. Obviously, there are going to be people who are in situations where they do need to go, 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 and they don't have a choice because Mm. of their circumstances. Um, But I think one way is to like shift the focus to... um, kind of the positive side of it. And so, like, here's a scene from Munabai MBBS, which kind of shows that sometimes following your dreams is, you know, even better than, like, just becoming a doctor and doing everything as planned. Mm-hmm. 
अरे पगले डॉक्टर तो सिर्फ जान बचाते हैं तूने तो लोगों को जीना सिखा दिया तू हमेशा मां को जफी देता रहा आज बाप की असर भी पूरी कर दे Yeah, and this is an excellent scene, um, and it made me cry when I watched this movie because I think the whole theme of Munna by MBBS is that the dad wants his son to be a doctor, and by the end of it, he realizes that oh, he's not a doctor, but he brings people joy, and that's like way more important than like just this external, um, you know, label society puts on him. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if you can be happy, I think you know that's ultimately what's most important to both you and your parents. Yeah, absolutely. But again. You know, take our opinions with a grain of salt. Given that Prerak and I did follow kind of the more common career path, and we're not exactly taking it slow, and we're also not exactly doing anything non-traditional. Um, but I, I do think, um, you know, we should kind of combat this thinking a little bit. So, what do you, what do you think is a way to do that? So the first thing is to recognize that sometimes taking time off actually leads to better outcomes down the road. So it's kind of like procrastinating, right? When you, at least for me, when I put something off, people think procrastinating is bad, but it actually gives me a bit more time to think about how I'm going to frame my argument, how am I going to write this essay, and that way, when I actually write it, I do a much better job in, for me than I would have if I had broken it down over time. Uh, and so it's almost the same thing for like taking time off. If you are really in a situation where you feel like you just don't know things yet about yourself, you don't have to do whatever is next in line for you. When you take the time off, you can actually end up making a better decision down the road um, than you otherwise would have. For example, a lot of the people I know take gap years between um, high school and undergrad, and this is specifically for Yale undergrads. And in doing that, though, the Yale undergrads come in with a much better like. Objective of exactly where they see themselves in life because they took a year off to see what they wanted to do as their career, and so that's that's one thing that I like have appreciated because people like think that taking time off is bad, but in reality, I've seen it actually help people in their careers in terms of specificity.、Uh, what about you, Sophia? What do you think? Well, I think that's a really good point, and、um, I think so. There's a couple things that come to mind. One is just. You know, if there is this obsession with saving time and stuff like that, I I do think that you know taking the time to figure out your next step and making an informed decision about your future is really underrated and can end up saving more time、mm-hmm. than it supposedly wastes, right? So, like for example,、um, let let's go with an example of like a student graduates from college and they're not sure if they want to apply to law school. So rather than just like trying to get through the process as quick as possible and applying right away, they like take a year to work as a paralegal、mm-hmm. and get a better understanding of what practicing law is going to be like,、mm-hmm. and then decide if they actually want to apply to law school. It's like to me that's a smart decision, even though it might seem like oh they're wasting a year rather than just saving time and going straight to law school right after undergrad.、Mm-hmm. But like if they decide that they don't actually like. You know what a life in law is going to be like after one gap year. Then, like they could save a lot of money and three years of school rather than you know going <laughs> through the process and realizing they don't like it after their first job as a lawyer, right?、Mm-hmm. So sometimes, like rushing into a decision about your career path can be a really bad thing and can end up wasting more time in the long run. So again, I'm gonna. Put my MBA hat on now, so I can show people it was useful. But in business,、uh, this is referred to as like a net present value calculation. So 
An investment can actually be worthwhile, even if it requires a huge down payment today, if it pays out a large amount a long time down the road. Mm -hmm. So like if you pay a million dollars today, and then, you know, in 20 years, that same investment returns 20 million, that's a great investment. And that's mm -hmm. kind of what you're alluding to. When you take time off today, it's kind of like putting out, putting down money today. No one wants to put down money. It's a bad idea. But if the time you take off today makes you more sure about your future, aligns the stars in terms of what you want to do, and tells you more about the type of person you want to become that you otherwise would not have known if you didn't take that gap year, then it's a positive net present value transaction. And mm -hmm. I say, by all means, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. I think the other thing that came to mind, like from what you said before, is like we use this term of like take a year off, quote unquote, or like gap year, quote unquote. And like, what does that really mean, right? I think it's important to recognize the difference between just wasting time yeah. and like taking time to figure out the next step and make an informed decision. And like in the example that I gave about someone considering law school, it's like if the student is just sitting at home watching TV or like doing something totally random unrelated to figuring out whether they're interested in law, like that would be a true waste of time, right? Um, really, yep. But I, I think that like activities that help you build skills and like figure out and determine what you truly are interested in are not a waste of time, especially like when you're younger and, you know, that's kind of the time to figure that out. Yeah. And I think part of this has to do with the vernacular, right? Like taking time off, it's kind of like vacation. It, yeah, exactly. It sounds like you're going on a vacation <laughs> yeah. when like most people will say like, oh, I took a year off between undergrad and med school and like they worked. Yep. In a research lab, like full time, like that's exactly. not a vacation. Exactly. So when we say slowing down, I think in this episode, we've always been referring to slowing down with intention. So if you're going to take a gap year, tell me what the objective is of that gap year. Are you trying to figure out if you like medicine? Are you trying to figure out your life values? Like it, once you have those objectives and can create activities behind those objectives, I think that's what makes the time meaningful. Mm -hmm. So now, Sophia, what about convincing our family members or parents? I'm pretty sure like in our lives, there are a lot of listeners here who are going to have that issue of trying to convince parents. So how how would we tell them to approach that? Yeah, I mean, I think generally, like when making decisions about your future, parents just want to see that you're informed and proactive and like you have a plan that sounds reasonable. So like if you're in the position where your parents, you know, you say they want you to apply to law school and start right away, but you're not sure if you even want to go to law school and you have to kind of convince them to support you to take a gap year, I would definitely approach it by like showing my parents that I've really thought out why this is a good plan. Okay. So I'm going to play parent for now. And I'd be like, okay, Sophia, you want to take a gap year? What, what exactly would you say to me uh, if I'm like that disapproving guy, man? Yeah. So I guess I would say like, okay, like, so I'm considering law school, but I'm not a hundred percent convinced. Um, and I would hate to waste three years in law school and like 200K in tuition yep. um, and then realize that I hate practicing law after graduating, right? Like that's not a good use of my time or money, anything like that. So I plan to use the next year to work as a paralegal and learn as much as I can about different types of law and like what job opportunities exist within the field. And if I find something that I'm excited about in the next six months at this job, I will apply to law school this cycle in September. 
mm-hmm. and start next year. Okay. And I plan to speak to one new person each week on the job to learn about their career path and like what options are out there. So this job is going to be a good way for me to figure out my path within law so that I don't waste more time like in law school. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be a good way for me to get stronger letters of recommendation for law school so that, you know, when I apply, I actually have the maximum chances of success Mm -hmm. and I'll give myself one year at this job and if by the end of that year I haven't found something that I'm interested in I will change fields I'll transition to working in consulting (laughs) which is my backup plan if law doesn't work out and if it doesn't end up being interesting to me approved automatic (laughs) that that was actually really good Sophia I think that's a really good answer it's just like you want to show like this is my plan this is why it makes sense like these are all the proactive things I'm going to do in order to like make the most of this and like if this doesn't work this is my backup sort of deal so what you said that you faced a little bit of pushback from taking that gap year between undergrad and med school like what did you have to do anything to convince your parents um, no, because I was so behind that there was not really a conversation. It wasn't like I, I physically couldn't apply because I was already past the deadlines for mm. the previous year. So my dad was just like, dude, what's wrong with you? Why can't you like learn to be proactive? And I was like, well, dad, I'm not. And this is already done. So I'm going to try to focus on next year now. So that that conversation was not very uh, meaningful. But the second conversation about why to get an MBA was exactly what you just said. Like when when someone asked me, like, why are you getting an MBA? You're trying to be a doctor, not a business person. I kind of had to walk them through like what I think a business degree would help me in medicine and mm-hmm. how it I had to explain to them the synergies that exist between business and medicine that mm-hmm. someone may not understand. And once I showed them like, you know, The hospital is a business. You really have to think about the business principles, operations, revenue management. There's all these things that I think could make me a better doctor if I have the degree. That's when I started getting people slowly coming around. And now I actually have, they see people coming to me and my family saying, that was a brilliant idea. I'm so like impressed that you did that. Um, And so all that to say, you know, no one really ever knows the right answer, but if you can prove to yourself it's the best for you, I think other people will also be convinced. Yeah, absolutely. So much of it is just about framing and kind of how you even present things. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. If you believe in yourself, I think other people will believe in you too. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I think this wraps us up, right? Yep, I think it does. So thank you guys so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Give us a nice rating and review. Uh, Make sure to follow us on Instagram at redwhitebrownpod and we'll see you next time. Bye.